From the front row of the theater to your headphones, this is your Wednesday matinee. The WICB podcast for all things Broadway. We are your hosts, Connor Hibbard and Lou Barron, two certified theater kids with a lot of knowledge and even more opinions. What more can we say? Maybe she's born with it. Maybe it's Maybelline. But what if it's not Maybelline? What if it's a vino? And what if it's not a vino? Maybe it's a Verno. Welcome wow. to episode four of the Matinee New Musical Series. That took me on a journey. <laughs> it, it, that was like a full story arc in about really four seconds. And I don't know how to feel about it. Um, yeah. But I think we just did an intro. I think we just did an intro. I think we did. <laughs> I don't even know when we do an intro sometimes. The further anymore. the further we get into this podcast, the more I think we are existentially questioning the purpose and function of an intro. I I could not agree more. So anyway, uh Averno is happening today. And by Averno, we also mean Alexa Chalnik, who is yes. the head uh composer, music director of a whole entire universe, really. They have a website, and there's several interconnected musicals all based around this town called Averno, where like weird witchcrafty things happen. Yeah, and we love weird witchcrafty things yeah. here on your Wednesday matinee. Don't we? Um, there are four full musicals as of today, and there are more on the way. Alexa is involved with a new one that is coming up, a podcast musical, in fact, and. The, the musical is in existence. They they made a deal with Broadway Records for three mm. full albums, which I think is super Remarkable. impressive. And the ones that already exist are Willow, Dazed, Over and Out, and Bitter Summer. Bitter Summer being the most recent. We took a listen to parts of all four. I listened to the entirety of Bitter Summer and Willow personally. And what do we think? What do we think about the music itself? We haven't talked much about it. Yeah, it's it's the arrangements are sparse. If you're expecting like big band swing, full Broadway orchestra, you're not going to get it here. But that sort of fits uh, the theme and the medium that they're going for. It's got sort of a, a folksy vibe to it sometimes, like a very contemporary folksy vibe. Yeah, I don't know. I think we're very accustomed on cast albums to a studio perfect sound yes and this is not that which again i do not think is a bad thing this is not a dunk on averno it feels right for what averno is if you know what i yes. mean yes yeah and it is it is passionate dedicated yes. young adults making yeah. content like that they love they are putting something out into this world that is well produced and well organized and that they're proud of. And I also think it's really important to note that these people are not just shouting into the ether. Yeah. People are listening. Yes. Thousands, tens of thousands, at least people are listening. Mm -hmm. And, you know, people are writing about them. People are talking about them. It's not just this random yeah. fluke on the internet as i said deal with three album deal with broadway records new york times profile it in the them. new york times like this is legit stuff and i feel like as young people we often have to justify our legitness to yep. the industry and establishments and it's not like you really 
need to have followers. You don't need to have followers to be a legitimate creator of things. Yeah. But I think it is good and important to say that these people do have a following and it's very exciting and impressive and something you should look into because I think it is, it reflects what the future of musical theater can be coming from Generation Z. No, I enjoyed it and appreciated it. And I really enjoyed our talk with Alexa Chalnik, which you can hear right now. Sound like a baseball announcer. Batter, batter, batter. Alexa Chalnik is a composer you may not have seen on the stages of Broadway yet, but you likely have seen her on your phone. Alexa has achieved notoriety through her various social media platforms, including her TikTok, which currently boasts almost 1 million followers. Her skyrocket to the national news came in the form of her songwriting challenges, a kind of musical Mad Libs in which she asks her followers to fill in the musical and lyrical blanks. She is the new head of composition and music director for the Averno Township, a multidimensional universe that has produced four interconnected musicals to date. With a recent profile in the New York Times and almost 60,000 followers on Instagram, hop on the Averno train now so you can say you were there from the beginning. Welcome to the show, Alexa. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, man, that intro. I want to meet myself. <laughs> <laughs> You've done quite a lot. It's, it's very you impressive. Have, yeah. You know, we actually know Alexa from our, our college, Ithaca College. That is how we met. I met Alexa uh, over the summer before freshman year. And now we're back. Now we're here. So we started with your TikTok. How did you get into TikTok? Every single person we've talked to so far for this podcast has said that it's really like, a new frontier for musical theater writing. That's where all of the cool up and coming people are. So how did you get into it? Wow. Well, my story is a little bit of a funny one. Um, I was always very nervous to put anything of myself out there in a recorded manner um, just because, you know, I'm such a perfectionist. And I think that's a good thing sometimes, you know, being able to look at your work and critique it and know, okay, I'll do this next time or blah, blah, blah. But I was just, I never felt comfortable enough posting any video of mine but then funny enough I stressed myself out so much at the end of senior year that I ended up actually one of my vocal folds my vocal folds swelled and then one of them went back to normal but the other one was still a little uh, weak I guess not anything crazy but I just had to take it easy so now I'm stuck in a practice room my freshman year of college as a vocal major but I can't sing for the full amount of time I'm supposed to because I need to be resting my voice so I have all this extra time and I'm bored and I'm freaking out because I don't have my voice and that's always been the like the way that I've expressed myself always and so it's funny how it took me throwing all the training that I had out the window and just sitting down and being like whatever it doesn't even matter making these funny little videos literally just things that I had made up while sitting there bored in the practice room that I didn't really think anyone would you know care to see for me it was more just going to be like a little I don't know blog of my own mental destruction within this practice room but it turned out people really enjoyed the content and it made me excited every day to go to the practice room and write so none of this would have been possible if not for that time in my life which looking back was probably the darkest time but without it I would not be where I am today so you mentioned those songwriting challenges that that you sort of came up with in that practice room what do you see coming out of that community there what do you see as the 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 user generated output there Oh, goodness. I mean, 
so many, so many different ways and things. I, it just invites such a unique form of creativity. And it's amazing to see, you know, how a ton of different people can look at one video and see it differently, come up with a different idea for it and make a whole story behind it. I think it's just a testament to, you know, people's individuality and how you don't necessarily need to you know, be some sort of crazy, amazing singer to just have a creative idea. And to just post that it could be anything you could rap, you could just speak your idea. There are people who don't even want to put their voice on. So they just project the lyrics. And there are people who then see those lyrics get inspired and duet that video singing the lyrics. So it's, it's an amazing way to connect a giant community together. And I think that you know, I say this um, all the time, but I don't believe my platform would make sense without the audience there. <laughs> they wouldn't just make sense if you only watched my videos. You have to click the sound and you have to watch everyone's duets for them to make sense. And I think that my platform is really unique in that way in which it just invites people to take part in the action as opposed to just watching me do it. It's sort of an invitation to take part in this, you know, creative world. Yeah, totally. I mean, I personally, I don't know. I've been talking to Connor about this because I don't have TikTok and I have been avoiding it simply because I know the suck it would be on my time. But yeah. now I feel like I kind of have to get one because everyone's talking about it. And it almost feels like a work thing at this point that I need to be like watching all of these new writers and all of just this little corner of TikTok is so fascinating to me. But you said you haven't been writing for that long. So who has influenced you most when you do sit down at the piano and start that writing process? Oh, goodness. Um, Jason Robert Brown, definitely. As well as Stephen Sondheim. I love just the wordplay and the way in which I feel like the music is always reflecting what's happening at the moment. Not only is it, you know, a fun tune that gets stuck in your head, but there's a lot of musical depth to their pieces, I believe. Also, like, I've always loved musical comedy. So like Tim Minchin, who even wrote like Groundhog Day, as well as Bo Burnham, I've always been such a fan of Bo Burnham. Not that my writing style is similar to his, but these are just people that I have looked up to as far as, you know, oh man, to write like that, to be able to encapsulate such depth into something that's also so entertaining, you know? So it is definitely more of a musical theater front mixed with being, you know, something that's also entertaining that people would like and enjoy. So it's not just like, let me slap a message on your forehead, but like, let's travel through this together in a very entertaining way that will have it stuck in your brain for a while. Sorry, Lou, I'm going off script and we're following the Bo Burnham thread here. Yeah! <laughs> oh. I love this man Go so much. It. I watched yeah. Inside about 17 times. Eighth yep. grade is my favorite film ever made. I'm trying to cop his look here. Honestly, you're kind. Yes. Thank yes, you. I see it. I see it. <laughs> Thank you. I'm getting there. What do you like so much about Bo Burnham? I just want to talk about Bo Burnham. Oh, my goodness. I love Honestly, I think that the thing I love most about Bo Burnham is how he and again, I don't know him personally, but at least my perception of Bo Burnham and sort of like what he represents to me is not letting the media change the art that he was doing. I think that the way in which he's managed to stay so true to himself and not put out art unless it's something that he's really seriously passionate about. And just the fact that, again, he he 
he never, at least, you know, in my eyes changed like who he was on when there was so much pressure to fit the mold of, you know, what an entertainer should be. Sometimes I do feel like I need to stay this like, you know, hi, I'm Alexa and very friendly. And it's, it's scary to sometimes go to those, you know, the real depths of the human consciousness and what it could be, I think scares a lot of people. And when we think about art and entertainment, especially now, it's very much like, oh, let's forget about those problems. Let's make a Mean Girls the musical and like Ratatouille and like just things to just like distract us and have fun. But I think that Bo Burnham is able to not just create art for the sake of distraction, but to create art for the sake of like holding a mirror up to society and being like, look, like, yeah, this is funny. Ha ha ha. Look, you know, and he's pretty like one of the only artists in this world who's actually changed my perception of society and has changed the way I interact with it. So, yeah. Yeah. But anyway. Anyway. Um, <laughs> anyway, as we are moving back on. To, back to the subject of our interview. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. You've really talked about how how Bo Burnham has inspired you like as as a writer. So what do you want as a writer in this life? Like, where do you see your dreams and aspirations going oh, in the future? Yeah, I, mean, I know that's a huge I, question. No, no. I mean, I it's pretty open-ended, honestly. I've always wanted to write and star in my own musical. I can't believe it's happening um, with this podcast musical for Averno. So I don't really know. I feel like I'm like entangled where it's like, what happens? And, and then I just need Flynn to be like, you'll find a new dream. It's like, okay, sure. Um, but I would love to, again, just stay on this role of combining music and art, whether that be in the form of musicals, whether that be in the form of just little songs that I write and create. I'd love to write for Disney eventually. Oh, I would love to even voice the character for Disney. I'd be the happiest person ever if I could do that. And then just um, performing as, as much as I could. Now my whole TikTok page is making me think about just after college, just getting a van and living the van life, just writing songs for my van and traveling in the van and traveling the world. Maybe even like directing something one day. The real answer is I'm not quite sure. We're just going to like shoot for the <laughs> stars and hope we land somewhere among that vicinity. So I don't know. <laughs> Very I nice. Know. Yeah. I don't know is a good answer. It's yeah. no one knows when we're sitting here 20. So okay. yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you mentioned Averno. So how would you describe Averno to like a boomer who has never interacted with it? <laughs> Oh gosh, I feel like that's sort of like all I do now because none of my people <laughs> live near, near here. So I'm hanging out with like all my parents' friends and they're all like, so what's this thing you're doing? It's hard to describe, but I think the best way that I could do it is that Morgan Smith, an incredible writer, came up with the idea for this town called Averno, a very small, mysterious town. And within this town, Morgan has written a ton of inter twining stories that all take place over different forms of media so some of them are songs some of them are poetry some of them are short films a lot of them are musicals um and there are kind of a a, a set of characters that you see take place in all these stories and some of the stories actually help tell these characters as stories so my story is um this young girl moving to Averno, which never really happens. No one knew ever comes to Averno. And basically my character just notices all the strange things about the town and 
it, it goes to sort of like a similar, not Bo Burnham dark, but it, it sort of goes to a dark-ish place, which is funny because we've named it Kitty. And it does start off very like, you know, hi, my name is Kitty. It's a nickname, but whatever. We just moved to this town. And then while she's there, the darkness kind of seeps in through the walls and you sort of see how this town and the experiences within it morph the the mind of this young girl. So it's it's really, really neat. That seems like it would be a really great gateway into Averno then. I mean, if this character is someone who has never experienced the world before, maybe someone else out there who has also not experienced the world before would like to come in through this Mm -hmm. podcast musical. I think that's that's kind of a cool parallel there, as well as you're new to Averno, right? I mean, I don't know when when you ended up as the head of composition, but how did you get involved? And what was your kind of first impression, like entering this thing that's that's growing and evolving right now. Definitely. I think I've been on the team for maybe a year now, which is a little crazy to think about. But essentially, Morgan, who created this world, reached out to me via Insta DM and said, hey, I saw your TikToks. I love the little fun songs that you've written. You know, I have this world, Averno. I'd love to see about maybe, maybe partnering together on a musical, especially because I feel like a lot of the content that we have musically is tends to be a little dark and I love your light comedic sense that you bring to the music. I'd love to maybe get a character who's like new to Averno and is all, you know, before the town consumes her. So that's what we decided to do. And then what's amazing is everyone on the team is college age and younger. Morgan just graduated college. Morgan, well, Morgan, no, Morgan's partner, Jamie, I think is maybe a year old than Morgan, but they're the oldest people on the team, really. Everyone is very, very young, high schoolers, um, people who are still in college that really make up the music team, the artists, people who are just inspired and want to get lost in this world really make up the team. And so I'm probably one of the, the older musicians on the team and especially working with Morgan on the musical Morgan was sort of quick to see that I'm very into organizing and I need everything to be sort of very, um, very just clear and I'm just a very organized person. And so um, Morgan was the one who was sort of running everything and to make it easier on themselves, um, Morgan uses they, them pronouns. So to make it easier on themselves, they decided to sort of delegate, okay, let's make one of the artists in charge of organizing the artists. And one of the musicians in charge of sort of making sure everything's okay there. So if a musician has a question, they don't need to come to me. They can go to that person. So that's how I came, I became the head of the, the music department. Yeah. And then as far as uh, my other duties go for Averno, um, I hold weekly meetings where we sort of just discuss where we are and we do a lot of shares. And then also every Wednesday and Friday, I will sort of just do like office hours. So anyone who wants to come in and share what they're working on or I'll share what I'm working on just so we can bounce ideas off each other and get feedback. So it's, it's, it's really, really nice. It's, um, it's such a fun, inclusive, wonderful community that I feel very honored to be a part of every day. There are probably still a lot of questions. And even on the website, it says, are you confused? Yeah, so are we, because nothing like a <laughs> ever existed. So it's constantly, you know, it's constantly changing and morphing. It could be anything. So, yeah. <laughs> and I, I think that's sort of what initially drew me to Averno. And to that end, I mean, how do you see this sort of transmedia universe fitting into the current musical theater landscape that we have? That's a great question. In a sense, I... 
I'm not sure. I mean, you can look at each of the musicals that come from Averno, excuse me, individually, but because they're all so interconnected, I think that, you know, there's so many times when I've seen a musical and I just wish that there was a sequel like we see in so many movies, but sometimes in musicals, you know, how often is there going to be, you know, a musical that goes on Broadway, Ratatouille, and it's so great that they create a Ratatouille 2, you know, it's kind of just like you got to Ratatouille. Ratatouille. To, oh, oh my no. gosh, exactly, Ratatouille. <laughs> um, but I think the amazing thing about Averno is you could listen to one of the musicals, fall in love with it, and now there's still a whole nother world of content that you can sort of get lost in and you can live in it. And I think that <laughs> the escapism that it gave me during quarantine was really a, a saving grace, especially just in the musical that, that I got to write as well. And I think it's just... It's fun because it, it isn't just a moment that you can get lost in, but it's an entire world, which really says something because there's just so many deep layers to everything. There are even things in my podcast musical that, you know, if you if you really have dived into Averno, you might be familiar with. But if not, there's so many things to explore. There's an entire language that they just created that they're that they now have a course where you can learn this language that exists in Averno. It's so it's just like a never ending sinkhole sounds negative like what's a positive a never-ending beautiful (laughs) pathway to just a ton of art within this world it's like its own digital disneyland which is so fun yeah (laughs) yeah you know i think it's so it's so fascinating to me because for the more i don't know academically minded people out there people are talking about this as like transmedia like the transmedia universe is like the trend in content creation now if you look at marvel i mean i think there's an easy comparison to say like something as huge and gigantic as marvel is the same sort of deal because they have movies they have tv shows they have cartoons they have lunch boxes with these characters on them like you can really get into and live in an entire world here and i think averno is creating the same sort of thing except it hasn't been corrupted by too much <laughs> capitalistic gain yeah yes, exactly it's just all of these young people who just really genuinely want to create visual art they want to create music they want to create all of this stuff and i don't know i i this isn't really a well it's kind of turning into a question i guess but what do you think averno's success kind of says about our generation and do you think there will be more stuff like this coming out of Gen Z specifically? Oh, definitely. I mean, I think that more than anything, people just want to feel seen. And I think that, you know, as much as all these, excuse me, uh, big corporations and the movies and the TV shows they're producing, as much as they'd like to think that they're reflecting, you know, what's going on right now, there's not much art that's coming out specifically from the mouths of young people living in it and experiencing it, which again, I think is why also TikTok is is just completely um, just blasted out of the waters. And there are so many people who enjoy it because they feel so seen with the content. It's content created by just regular people out there right now. And I think that we're going to start getting a lot of art that hasn't been, you know, 
filmed by people that have gone to film school for four years and they've gotten a two-year internship and then shadowed someone for so-and-so. So now everything's very exact and perfect and it has to follow these guidelines. I think we're going to be mm -hmm. getting a lot more, I don't know if avant-garde is necessarily the word for it, but a lot more experimental theater and theater that's not almost glorifying the world anymore, but more so just being like, here it is. This is it. I, I do have one, one more thing on this. In like looking through... Averno's website it's super clear to me that Averno is really prioritizing not just accessibility in terms of like here is all of this stuff that you can have for free but also in terms of you know in the kind of categories of people that Averno will hire quote-unquote to like join and help out are people who can help make sure that content is inclusive I'm super impressed with that. And I'm, I'm hoping that that's indicative of our generation making stuff as well. Oh yeah. It's, it's incredible. I mean, um, Averno is organized through discord a lot and there's an entire discord server just for accessibility where there are people working on making sure that all the texts are easily readable for anyone and making sure that you know, the photos all have um, captions underneath them to describe what exactly it is and to make sure that even the songs now we're getting, we're working on having the songs that existed pre-recorded and sung in all these different languages so that even people who don't necessarily speak English can still find a home in Averno. The whole idea of Averno is sort of, you know, a welcome home. It's a, it's a comfort, it's a community. And so they really do fantastic work in making sure that it is accessible and can be home to any and everyone who wants to seek it out or find just like comfort and safety and find where they feel represented in it. That's what feels so special about this and, and so important about this project to me as well. But now, segue, segue, segue. Um, <laughs> we have at the end of every episode, uh, we do a little Broadway Would You Rather with our guests. So would you rather take care of Audrey 2 from Little Shop or ingest the squip from Be More Chill? Audrey 2. I feel like I'd try to understand Audrey 2. <laughs> See if we could like come to sort of a mutual agreement on like, I don't know, whatever. That's how they get you. <laughs> Seymour tried to understand. Did you not hear yeah. the last song? Don't feed the plants. I would love to talk to a plant. I feel like that'd be so cool. Like, get yeah. their perspective on everything that's going on right now. Yeah. <laughs> now, this one, I feel like we already know yeah, your answer to it because I don't think we anticipated talking about Bo Burnham as much as we did. But I will say, <laughs> would you rather write a new musical with Starkid or Bo Burnham? Bo Burnham. <laughs> yeah, I figured. That is honestly my dream. Like, my dream is meet Bo Burnham and possibly write some. My dream. See another one of my dreams. My goals. I there's they're all over, but I would love that so much. Oh. Would you rather compose the score for a movie musical adaptation or write the book of a jukebox musical? Oh, do the music for the movie adaptation. I don't think I could I don't know. I don't know if I could write a book. I mean, never say never, but I don't know. I think I think mu musical storytelling is where my strong suits lie. <laughs> All, right. All right, and this is our last would you rather, and it's the longest and most complicated, so, so okay. buckle up. Gotcha. Would you rather see as much live theater as you want for free, but never be able to listen to the music at home, or have unlimited access to 
archive recordings, well-produced bootlegs, cast albums, etc., but never be able to see live theater again? Whoa. Oh my goodness. That is a great question. Yikes. I mean, now because there are not many theaters and I'm stuck inside, I guess if I really had to choose one right now, it would be to have the archives. But if theater was still up and running, the answer would definitely be live theater, especially because once a tune gets stuck in my head, I'm pretty sure I'd be able to come home and play it. And also since I play the piano, like I didn't hear any rules about just getting the score and being able to play it on my own time. You know? You've gamed the system. Yeah, wow, that's a loophole. I did not think of that loophole. That's, yeah. yeah, I'm yeah, I'm impressed. Um, as a as a final kind of uh, question, as we wrap up here, how do you see Averno growing as it goes forward? What paths do you want it to take? What audiences do you want to to bring to this project? Oh goodness, I mean, all the above. I would just love to see it continue to take the path of truthful storytelling and reflection of the times, and being a safe space for anyone who needs it. I, I just can't wait to see all that happens with it. Morgan is a fantastic, fantastic writer and just human soul. And so I think I feel like anything Morgan touches just turns to gold. Um, so I just anticipate this, this world continuing to grow and blossom. And it's crazy that um, for a while I was putting so much pressure on my project with Averno. But I think I've realized that it's more of an exciting, like, jump-starting area. This is the first musical I've ever written. And since it's a podcast musical, it's actually the size of three musicals squashed together. There are so many songs. I feel like I literally wrote three musicals. Um, and just the amount, of, the amount of training and the amount of equipment I've been able to learn how to use just through trial and error and working on this project, I feel like it's going to be, I mean... I guess separating from the idea of Averno for a second, just for me as a composer, I, I just, I feel like I'm laying the groundwork for all the future projects of Alexa Chalnik and what they could be one day. And, you know, will a lot of them be with Averno? Maybe, who knows? Again, it's very like theoretical up here of, I don't fully know what's going to happen, but I am so grateful that my first ever project is with Averno. So, so, so grateful about it. And so excited for everyone to hear it. I cannot wait. I'm so excited. When is it coming? Can you tell us the day oh, or no? So we just started pitching the first, uh, well, the, the, I created the official first demo of the first episode. And um, so we're starting to pitch that and we'll see who likes it and wants to help us produce it. The goal is for it to be up maybe sometime in September, but there are also a lot of nitpicky things that I know I want to have in it, like sound effect wise that might make it be a little bit longer than that. But um, definitely sometime within the next year, it should be out. Yeah. So we will be some of the first to... Uh to fire it up we're excited <laughs> for it Yay! yeah thank you so much for coming on the show alexa and telling us about all your projects this was this was fantastic i really enjoyed it yeah, thank you guys awesome. for having me thank you both so much this is a wooden desk and i put a bowl of grapes with a damp underside on my table i love this table I try to treat this table better. <laughs>
this is going in the episode. Okay. <laughs> as soon um... as you said grapes, I said, I guess this is the outro. <laughs> um, as Lou uh, bemoans her table's lack of ability to handle her, her grapes, we bemoan that our interview is over. So sad, but it was a romp while it happened. Alexa, if you're listening, this was so much fun. Thank you for coming. See you around campus. We should hang out sometime. This was fun. I have some bitter news for you, Lou. Bitter? As in Bitter Summer the Musical Mm -hmm. from the Averno Township news? Just like that. Unfortunately, this episode of the Matinee Musical Series has closed after just one performance. Luckily, we'll be back next week with another interview spotlighting a great new work. If you just can't wait that long for your Broadway radio fix. I know I can't. Then tune in to The Best of Broadway every Sunday morning from 10 to noon on 92 WICB. Listen on 91.7 FM in Ithaca, New York, or stream from anywhere on WICB.org. And to hear the music we discussed in today's show, check out 92 WICB on Spotify for our brand new playlist for the series. We'd also like to thank Epidemic Sound for our intro and outro music. If you, sitting right there, are aware of a great new musical that we should feature on the show, be sure to send us an email at matinee at wicb.org. And for more content, be sure to follow us at WICB Podcasts on Instagram. We'd love to hear from you.